And uh, hello, We're there. everybody. We're there. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Conservative Daily um, Podcast. We are joined by two patriots and two other guys. Apollo, <laughs> Apollo and I. <laughs> we're, we're, Wait, we're just the other guys being you, Apollo. Hopefully I didn't just join the other side. I'm wondering what... <laughs> no, we, you know, we'll be the other guys. Me and Apollo will be the other guys. Two patriots, you and David. Um, Over here. Am I on patriots. the right show? I gotta go. <laughs> Lance, go ahead and uh, tell everyone about yourself a little bit. I got to meet you yesterday. You're a patriot and someone that's been in this fight for quite some time, but... Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, I, I've been around for quite some time. <laughs> one, one of the early uh, cancel culture guys from over on Twitter got got banned three minutes after Trump. So, yeah, I, I got in the fight around 2012, got tired of the lies and the cheating and what I thought that Washington, D.C. was supposed to be doing, they were not doing. And, in fact, they seem to be doing the opposite, as we've seen as of late with the midterm. So thanks for having me on the show. I'm happy to be here on the Conservative Daily. Absolutely. I don't know about the sanity part, though. I'm thinking there might be some insanity going on today. There's some insanity, but we we worked the problem pretty well, didn't we, David? Yeah, yeah. We, we were. <laughs> it was a long day, but it was productive. And you know, there's something moving right now in in the the, the Patriot space that isn't our doing. I mean, in some ways, we talk about Carrie Lake and and uh, how sad it is that she was robbed of an election. And we got to be clear about that. There's a lot of people that are putting out you know disclaimers that maybe this was a legitimate result. And we need to just need to call BS right now on what happened in Arizona. And um, so much of our discussion really started gravitating towards what the hell happened in Arizona and what are we going to do about it? Well, you know, and yesterday, I want to kind of point this out. Yesterday, we sat with uh, leaders from across the country in a room and talked specifically about how we're going to work the problem. And what was amazing about that meeting is that you had a lot of personalities. You had a lot of, but we came together and was like, well, we can't do that. This is probably not a good idea. Lance is like, ah, well, let's not do this. Let's do this because if we do that, this could be the outcome. And, and I think for the first time, it's pushed us to a place where people around the country are coming together and unifying and saying, all right, let's work the problem together. We, we don't have the solutions individually, but collectively we would. Yeah. I love the solution you guys came out with. David and, and you work together to come out with something that I think really is going to hit a tone. And I think America is going to get behind it. I feel confident that the choices you made yesterday are going to make a real difference. Well, let, let's talk about that. Because we, we came out last night and talked about the, um, the American demands or the, the, the uh, Arizona demands. And uh, Apollo, if you have that, let's put that up and let's read that again to the people. Um, this came out of Arizona. There are groups that are uniting across the country, and they are really pushing hard to make sure that there's a new election. The election they had, if, for those of you that don't know, the treasurer, <laughs> the, tre the Republican treasurer won by two, over 200,000 votes, more than the governor race. So 200,000 people showed up and said, I'm going to vote for the, the, the treasurer, but I'm not going to vote for the governor. Do you believe that? No. No. <laughs> fraud. <laughs> Just a little bit of fraud. Not, not a lot of fraud, yeah. a little bit of fraud. Yeah, there's no. There, there's no possibility. I mean, let's face it. If they started voting along party lines like that, they would just continue with that. And from what it looked like, the numbers didn't even really tally correctly that the amount of votes, when you start looking at the whole amount of total voters, 
I don't think they can even reconcile at this point. People are screaming about not being able to vote, their ballots not being counted, they're being ejected from voting locations. I mean, there's enough fraud just just a cursory look, let alone if you really start to investigate it. So, so this is an article here, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read the demand letter. This is in the Gateway Pundit, and uh, just a shout-out to uh, Joe and Jim Hoff for the work that they did and for the work that Brian uh, Lupo CanCon does over at, at Gateway Pundit as well. But let me read this to you. The demand, we demand a real midterm election immediately in Arizona. I've been talking about the hashtags that we use um, that uh, uh, Pete came up with yesterday, and that is hashtag I stand with Arizona um, and hashtag American um, Spring, because I do believe that this is going to ignite something across the country, but we're basically saying we're going to shut it down. So three strikes for Secretary Hobbs and Maricopa County. The officials of Maricopa County are actively obstructing the will of Arizona voters. Between the ballot stuffing via drawer three, the 30% voting machine failures on election day, and unexplained extended ballot counting, the election in Arizona cannot be trusted. Enough is enough. Arizona citizens no longer trust officials to count the votes of Arizonians with fidelity. The track record of incompetence and obstruction by Arizona election officials and Secretary of State Katie Hobbs over the course of multiple elections proves they're untrustworthy. We, the people of Arizona, deserve better, and we demand better. So the demands for remedy are very simple, and if they don't, the, the, the outcome is going to be very, very, very... It, <laughs> it's going to get shut down. Shut down. So immediately demand the following. A special master assigned to oversee Arizona elections remove Katie Hobbs, Bill Gates, and Steve Richer from election oversight. Number two, conduct a new election in Arizona on December 6th, 2022. In-person voting, paper ballots, identification required, precinct level hand counting of ballots on December 6th, 2022. Ballot counting at the precinct to be sealed and transported by the county sheriff to a secure location and complete election process transparency I don't think that's unreasonable no I think it's, it's it's actually what it should be isn't that exactly what Florida did and they were able to count their votes very expeditiously I mean it was done overnight right uh, overnight and they have they have what was it 20 million 20 million people inside of of their uh, uh, yeah. state a lot more population than Arizona <clears throat> correct uh, three million was it seven seven million in mm -hmm. Arizona but the, the, this is Arizona citizens demand election officials agree to these terms by close of business on Thursday, November 17, 2022. If these demands are, for a new election are refused, Arizona citizens joined by American citizens from across the country will peacefully descend on Arizona until a new election is conducted. Elections belong to the people. Conduct a hashtag real midterm now. I think what they're saying is really simple. They're going to shut it down and they're going to have their barbecues out there in the highways and the byways, and we're going to shut down. We have truckers across the country that are standing up saying, yes, we will join in on that. We will bring in uh, supplies. We have trucking companies that are getting involved in this. You have suppliers that are getting involved in this. You have patriot groups that are coming together. What do you guys think of that? I love it. I feel like it's an Arizona Burning Man getting ready to happen. <laughs> looks exciting. <laughs> well, it's necessary. And, and when you look at the compounding problems of what's going on with the giant money laundering scandal, from Ukraine basically being backdoored to rhino establishment uh, politicians and a lot of the people that are frankly in, in charge of our elections. Um, they've left the people of Arizona with little to no recourse other than to show that, look, our demands are actually pretty straightforward. This is just what yeah. a normal election's supposed to look like. And we're not gonna settle for anything else. 
Well, my question is this. Do you want to have two months? And by the way, this is not the list of demands. This is the list of demands to have a new election. But what if this spreads to all 50 states or 49 states? I think Texas, I think, excuse me, Florida is relatively safe because the safeguards were put in place to stop mail-in ballots, stop the fraud, at least 50 to 60 percent of it. Would you agree? Would you agree 50 to 60 percent of it? Yeah, I, I think that's always been the intent is, you know, let's face it, free and fair elections are a contract with our state and federal governments. That's what they've guaranteed the people, the founders, the framers. They outlined what we were supposed to have, and we've gotten so far from it. Um, you know, it's supposed to be a government uh, for the people, by the people, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And I think what we're looking at here is that the fact that they aren't doing what we, what our expectations, what we expect them to do. And in fact, they're doing the opposite. They decided that installing uh, politicians like toilets is where we really are at nowadays. I mean, you have to agree with that, don't you? Either that or you have to believe that this unknown treasure in Arizona was the savior <laughs> of he's the whoever this person is, is obviously the the, uh, the leader of the Republican Party moving forward. Yeah. None of us know his name, but anyone that can outdo Carrie Lake by 200,000 votes, either that's the truth. Totally legitimate. Either that's the truth or perhaps we've got a major, major problem. And we've been hitting, you know, you know, throwing truth bombs around for the better part of two years. And we're frankly we're just tired of it. I can't get this. How does Katie Hobbs stay in her prior position and ethically run for governor? While she's overseeing the election? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. How does that even allow it? I'm not sure it is. (laughs) So I want to point this out. There's someone that comes to the comments. It's a radical leftist that calls herself a a conservative who's not. And and I want to point this out because I think it's I think it's funny. She says she says that we I think it's a she might be a he might be a he she it might be a he she he she there that comes out and says uh, that Carrie Lake, what did she say? Carrie Lake has a, I just saw it here. Lake certainly has the right to file any grievances in court. Now, we're not going to wait for court. We're not, we're not looking at the judiciary. Matter of fact, the judiciary has proven that they are compromised or feckless. Yeah, we tried that. So, so we're done with the judiciary. It says in the Constitution that there is a path. When, when, when the government becomes so corrupt, I, I, by the way, I, I think a corruption is, is necessary. In government, you can't get rid of it because you you take certain assholes and you replace them with new assholes, and they're likely to be. Are they not? Yes, one hundred percent. I mean, to me right now, we have to look at this differently. I, I don't even believe in the party system anymore. I think it's traitors versus patriots. You know, we're looking at uh, you, you know, it's not it's not Republicans and Democrats. It's Americans and communists. We've gotten to the point now that I I think things are so broken that without some extreme measures. We're never going to fix this. And right now is the moment that we have to fix it. Yeah. Well, now we have to shut down. And so the, 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 the goal is to shut down the streets. And then the goal from there is to stop paying taxes. And so there are people that literally across the country said, I'm going to flat exempt. I'm not paying taxes at all. The government does not get any of my money. doesn't get my state money. doesn't get my federal money. If they can't actually allow us to have a voice... If they can't allow us to have a voice, then we are institutionally slaves. Yep. This is the this is the let my people go, you know, crescendo, right? Yeah. We've we've been we've been crying, we've been begging, let us let us be free from these machines. Let us be free from the system. And uh, it, it's it's one of those things where we have to basically demonstrate courage. And that's that's the prescription. It's been the prescription day one. We just you know, we thought this was a big problem. 
two and a half years ago when, you know, walking into to Walmart without a mask was, you know, getting into the kiddie pool. Well, right now, look how far we've fallen. Look how far we've fallen as a country. Um, you're not going to get a better candidate than Carrie Lake, folks. You're not going to get a better candidate. And if, if we're not going to do something in Arizona, just don't don't give me this madness that we're going to legislate our way out of tyranny. It's not going to happen. And, and you can't wait around for everybody else to do it for you. We all have to work together right now to make a difference. Because waiting around for some, uh, some false cavalry to come across the horizon, it's not going to happen. I do not believe at this point that the military is in control or they're going to come forward and change things for us. And I don't believe there's going to be any other solution. I know there's been lots of stuff online where people have said, hey, this is going to happen. Don't worry. Trust the plan. You know, listen, I love those thought processes. It'd be great if that was the case, but I think we're way past that point. It's obvious that they have mastered the art of the steel and they're not going to stop. We've just, we just, they're just getting more brazen as they go further here. At the end of the day, you have to look at it. If you allow somebody to steal a dime from you, you know, if you have a business, they're going to end up stealing a quarter when they don't get caught. And then they're going to steal 50 cents. And then they're going to steal a dollar. And before you know it, you're going to be making their rent payment. The point is we have to stop this at a grassroots level. And even if it's just in one state to begin with, it's got to become contagious. Take a look. They don't want you to see what's going on in Brazil with the elections. They are on the streets down there, and they are side. They're together with the military and the police force. It's not like they're in opposition. They all want fair elections, and they don't believe that the last election was legitimate. So they're fighting for it, and of course they're doing it with no violence. They're doing it passively, but they have blocked off every intersection, every highway, every road, and they're not leaving till things are fixed. And that is exactly what we have to do here. Yeah, I want to under, underscore that point, Lance, that, that this this needs to be a movement where we stand with law enforcement. And and for the folks that are out there that are in law enforcement, I'm former law enforcement. I helped oversee six law enforcement agencies. You have been sold out by the Biden regime. You've been sold out by governors. You've been sold out by so many people. And, and you know, so look, look to your community, look to your families, look to, look to you know, you're just you've got to be a part of the, the solution. Um, but that's where we're at right now. But law enforcement, this is one of those things that when you look at the narratives that have been put out there by uh, all 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 the Democrats out there, they have basically demonized law enforcement. They have to be part of the solution in, in standing with Arizonans. I love what we saw in Brazil. You saw that collaboration. That, that, that's incredible. It's incredible. And that's what we need here. I, I mean, I, I'm pro-law enforcement. We have to have them. But now, do I believe that the law enforcement in Washington, D.C. is what it's supposed to be? Absolutely not. The alphabet agencies have all been corrupt, corrupted, and they're controlled by deep state Democrats. It's obvious because we can't get in a, any kind of a fair ruling in court. The FBI never enforces Hunter Biden laptop, Seth Rich murder. You look at all the things that they've been sitting on in the information, Hillary Clinton's email server. None of that stuff's ever been enforced the way it should have been. And the CIA, the FBI, they all should have done something about it. And the DOJ should have acted. And if they weren't going to act, then I believe the OIG should have gotten off his fat ass and done something about it. But instead, what does he do? He just allows it to continue. And again, all we're doing is enabling him to be worse than ever. It's just not, it's not acceptable anymore. It's not, it's not government for the people, by the people. It's, it, all they're doing now is using our government as a money laundering facility to enrich themselves personally. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so let's, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, by the way, I didn't know if you guys saw this, but Biden was over in China, the illegitimate uh, uh, occupier of the White House, 
was over in China. And guys, listen, I don't call him the president because he's not the president. He's not. He's not my president. And you know, this isn't the Trump's not my president type deal. This is actually much worse. He has betrayed the people. So is the apparatus of government. But we did get a picture of Joe Biden um, that came <laughs> over. Uh, let's go ahead and put it up. This just came in. This is ah. Joe Biden that uh, went over to China. Um, <laughs> gotta have a, gotta, I saw Joe. No ticky, uh, no shirty. <laughs> Joe Biden. <laughs> we like you. <laughs> we like you so much. So much like you lots. You steal long time, GI. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I might have gone too far there. Okay. No, I think I went up the okay, deep end. I mean, it's all right. I just Fang it. Fang is rolling in her grave right now. <laughs> Fang Fang is I'm not sorry, having a time. Got Fang Fang the dang dang. Okay, guys, you will not talk deep. about Joe Biden that way. <laughs> this is sanity, and this is insanity. <laughs> so, so, so That's I, debatable. I, I, so, Apollo, do that again. Do that again. <laughs> Oh, you know, talk about Joe Biden. <laughs> you know, do that that way. <laughs> Me call Swalwell. Oh, no. Swalwell, come find you. He bring hammer. Okay. I, well, it Apollo, I need like that swallow. on a sound bite so I can post that. I swallow Swalwell. <laughs> oh, no. Well, at least we're entertaining ourselves. I don't know if anybody else is entertained. <laughs> Well, wasn't he also like escorted by the elbow of uh, Trudeau because he was also wearing the the uh, the garb of yeah, he was wearing a Chinese garb. <laughs> yeah. Ha ha. Yeah, it, it's uh... Fang Fang with the Schwawal Schwawo. Oh yeah, me me do spy wrong time. <laughs> oh. oh my God, you said wrong. Wrong time. Hey, Apollo, no, wrong time. time. No wrong, wrong time. time. No wrong. It can't be wrong. It's got to be right. No wrong time. Wrong time. Wrong time. No thing CCP does wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I just lost all my NFSC fans with that round right there. They're gone. I'm so sorry. So sorry. Oh, <laughs> uh, we're not allowed to make fun of people, are we? Oh, that's right. We Never. we get canceled. Bang bang to bang bang. Should have bang bang. <laughs> um. So I figured I wanted to, I wanted to break just a little bit for that, but this this just came in. This is real clear politics has. Um, this was from, when was this from? This is from November 15th. Real Clear Politics had Carrie Lake winning by over three points because they included junk polls that gave the false impression Carrie Lake was winning. Oh. Please stop using Real Poll Politics as a credible source for information. It is not. Um, okay. All right. So let me, let me just, let me put this out there for you. And I, I, I'm not going to put it out there for you. Let, what, what is this next video? Report. Voters report problems on election day. This is a, a video that's really long. Should we play parts of it or just? Yeah, we can skip through it. It's uh, it's not necessary. Um, we can put it on the socials. It's just, uh, I mean, this is a second video. Uh, the first one was, I think, was almost a half an hour, and it's just over and over and over people who are on the ground in Arizona who are talking about all the problems that they were having, the ballots not being fed correctly, them being directed away, just on and on and on, uh, because you know. Katie Hobbs came out and declared herself the victor in her own election. Yeah, no, not going to happen. So go ahead and uh, let's play a little bit of this because you also have a video that I thought was really interesting that's up on David's uh, channel. So let's play a little bit of this. You guys can comment on it while it's happening. These are people that are elect that are that are talking about irregularities in the election that are just voters. Go ahead and start playing it. None of the machines were 
were reading very well. My Turned first up a ballot, bit. they tried to scan about eight times. It was rejected every time. They were saying that the uh, tabulating machines were down. The line was at least 20 people at the tabulators because of the functioning, ill-functioning tabulators that should have been properly tested and ready. Put my ballot in, it did not take. I reversed it, did not take. One of the tabulators was broken, and the other tabulator kept rejecting everyone's vote. There was a lot of... Um, disruption, I would say, with frustration, where people putting in multiple, multiple, as I was standing there watching. It took me a total of two hours to vote. How many times that was, probably about 20 times that it took to read my ballot. I was there for a total of three and a half hours, the longest I've ever been in a polling or vote, I mean, voting location since I've been 18. He said, oh, we could put it in box three and it'll be tabulated downtown. I go, no, we're not. We're not doing that because my vote is probably going to garbage. I believe it was a form of voter suppression. It sounded like she was trying to dissuade me from voting. It was crazy. You blame the printer, but it was probably planned. Just to frustrate you to leave. That's what I feel. Hello, my name is Becky. I'm a resident of Maricopa County. I voted at the Anthem Outlet Malls on Tuesday, November 8th. I was there between 8 and 8.30. The line was very long. It was 10 o'clock before I was through voting. When I got inside, I witnessed a woman that put her, her ballot through um, the machine like four times, went to the other machine, took it through four times. It did not read. They had to destroy her ballot. She had to vote again. She had to have a fresh one printed and she redid it. And it was 10 o'clock before I was through voting. It was a very long line and not all the votes were being counted, not going through the machine. We were late. Um, the lines were long because they were short. The yeah, issue is my ballot was rejected after completed. It went through the tabulating machine and I was told that there was a problem with the printer that they couldn't accept my ballot. So they gave me two options. I could either put my ballot in a, some type of a container and they would count it a little bit later, or I could go through the whole procedure, sign in again and vote and fill out a new fresh ballot, which I elected to do because I wanted my vote to count. In the morning and I was surprised because the line was tremendously long and nobody could find a parking <clears throat> spot. Cars were parked everywhere. I got in line and it took about a half hour, maybe a little bit longer to get inside the door. I finally got inside the door and I went over to the computers, entered in my information, and then went and got my ballot. I went to fill out my ballot, which I did, and then I came to the tabulator to put my ballot in and the tabulator rejected it. And she tried several times, she tried it all different ways and it's rejected it every time. So then she said, well, it's the printers. We have a printer problem. Hi, my name is Jackie. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, we've, we've seen and enough. This, this, Sunday, this goes November on for 13 minutes. Go ahead and take it down. 13. 13 minutes of, and there's another one for 30 minutes. These are all recorded by people that are that are out there telling their story. There's another one that I just put out there um, that I just sent you that's a minute 46 seconds. We'll play that a little later. 
Um, but I want to put this out there. Uh, David Nino Rodriguez said, uh, Katie Hobbs beat Carrie Lake. This is like Cinderella's ugly, mean sister hijacking the <laughs> prince. We all know the shoe doesn't fit. Um, also, it's uh, uh, John, uh, I don't know who that is, uh, Stank, Stam, Stamley. Um, I didn't vote for Carrie Lake, but when her opponent is in charge of running the election and the counting votes, voting on a bunch of voting machines go down on election day and then it takes a week to count the votes and the vote comes out in favor of the opponent well yeah yeah bingo bingo this episode of conservative daily is brought to you by dcf guns they're not just a supporter and a partner of the show they're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership along with being a staunch defender of the second amendment they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores so they have a gunsmith at every location they have the ability to do massive amounts of training uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting um, they're also the best gun store in colorado uh, between a mar massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, but you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, as always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. And, and let's just talk about this mysterious box that everyone was supposed to place tremendous trust in. Anyone that's ever been part of, of politics, electoral races, even down to like just electing your, your county chairperson, you never have one of the interested parties being responsible for counting. And that's what happened here. You had to trust Katie Hobbs and her people to secure whatever was put in that, that mysterious box and count them. And it took them a week, and how convenient, how convenient it is that she came out on top. You know, it's interesting. I, I was looking at this today trying to figure out, so 2020, and now the midterms are 2022. Anytime the voting went extended, or extra duration, or whatever you want to call it, many days, or different systems that they tried to apply saying, we need this much more time to do this. Did it ever go in our favor? Did a Republican ever win in any of those extended voting sessions? Counting sessions, I should say. You guys, anybody? I don't know that. <laughs> it's... I looked around. It looks like the only people that ever win in those extended versions are the uh, Democrats. I've never seen a Republican win when the vote went extended duration, especially these ones that have swing states or otherwise. And I looked around this morning trying to find out if I was wrong. I feel like if it's a Cinderella story, we got the ugly stepsister with Katie Hobbs and we got a foot that's full of calluses and bunions. Uh, it's, it's not pretty. This is an ugly situation and it's obvious to everybody that's got half a brain that our voting system is flawed. And I don't care who you are. There's no reason you'd want this to continue or allow it to continue as an American. 
because we've turned our voting system into a third world country voting system. You know, well, I, well, I paused, Lance, because yeah. I wanted to do a little research here. And this was yeah. something that actually Nick Masita put out uh, yesterday or the day before. When you look at the big swing states, Arizona, mm. Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, before the midterms, Arizona's SOS, their attorney general, governor, all Democrats, right? Mm-hmm. Georgia, you had all Republicans occupying the same races, but we would all agree that they, they sucked. You know, we're talking about the Kemp's, sure. the Raffensburgers. Sure. I agree with you. Pennsylvania. SOS, AG, Governor, all Democrats. Michigan, all Democrats. Wisconsin, all Democrats. After midterms, just about every single race we just talked about after midterms has remained the same. Nothing's changed. Yeah. Nothing has changed. So, so, so and I want to I talk about that. The elections are being stolen across the country in every single race, in every single state. That is not disinformation. That is not misinformation. That is supported by the facts. And this, this whole campaign that election deniers and conspiracy theorists, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I, I, I was a tech guy that was really happy doing what I did. I didn't get involved in this because I, I wanted advertising clicks. Like Eric Shitbag Coomer said, sorry, I apologize. I know Frank's Beach, you're not supposed to cuss. I won't do it again, I promise. I just had to get that one out there. <laughs> I didn't want to get involved in this. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to stand. Up. I want to go back to living my life and helping people in disadvantaged environments and serving on boards that that are that are trying to give a quality education to those people most in need. I want to go back to serving. I want to go back to playing football every Saturday with guys that frankly just need a break. I want to go back to doing all that, but I can't. Because the Democrats are standing out there with these radical leftists and the Uniparty and all of these people stealing our voice. And it's not the people that I have a problem with. It's all the things that they do in order to suppress us as people. Change taxes. All 50 states had tax increases. All 50 states. Tell me that all 50 states voted for tax increases. Yeah. Especially when you start looking at all of, all of the, the national polls about how disfavorable Democrats were viewed to have this this onslaught in the key states yeah. to go Democrat is just you can't reconcile that. No, you with, can't with what people are, are are feeling at the pump, at the grocery store, in their communities as far as violence, the open border. Shut it down. And before we move on, today's show is sponsored by Augusta Precious Metals. They help retirement savers use gold IRAs to diversify and hedge against this crazy economy. Augusta is different. They don't push fear and doom like some gold IRA companies. They're all about compliance, transparency, and educating people to protect their retirement. Augusta has thousands of five-star ratings and hundreds of great reviews. Their most famous customer, quarterback Joe Montana, loved the company's mission so much he's now their paid ambassador. Even Money Magazine says Augusta is the best gold IRA company. So don't get into a gold IRA nightmare. Protect your retirement savings with a reliable, transparent company. Get Augusta's free guide from their website. You can go to www.augustapreciousmetals.com. That is A-U-G-U-S-T-A preciousmetals.com. A company that puts its money where its mouth is. Love it. Get the Augusta Precious Metals free gold IRA guide at www.augustapreciousmetals.com and do something now about protecting your retirement. Shut it down. Real midterms. I'm going to Arizona. I know a lot of people are going to Arizona. We shut it down. We shut down every road. We shut down, we shut down everything. 
we shut it down. And if it takes a week, if it takes two weeks, it takes five weeks, it takes two months, if it takes us through Christmas, it's okay. But we make a commitment collectively as Americans to say no more. Not by the thousands, not by the tens of thousands, but by the millions and the tens of millions. That's how you get, you want this to all go away? You want us to stop talking about it? Then give us a free and fair election in all 50 states. And we want every position in every part of government to be up for grabs. Every single one of them. And that means all the judges get thrown out. Judges get, they have to run for office again. You throw them all out. You want to clean it, you clean it out. But we start by starving off those people that are institutionally enslaving us. This is the Tea Party, or excuse me, the, 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 the Boston Tea Party moment. This is it. This is it. Yeah, and, and with Joe, Joe, you've hit on this from day one, which is the power of no. Yes. Of becoming Learn it. immovable. You're just going you're gonna, to you're gonna occupy ground, and you're not going to be moved. And we're going to find our strength in one another. That's where we're at right now. The power of no. No more BS elections. No more fraud. No more of these rigged, malfunctioning machines. No more. In Arizona, you've got to lead the way. Arizona's playing a, a very, very special role in all of this. All the way back to January 6th, they were the first state with the dueling electors that objected, right? And then you had the false flag that happened there to shut them up and silence them. And then you had different iterations of, of an audit that really didn't go anywhere. People have tried every conceivable thing to correct and right the ship to give us a chance on November 8th. Mm -hmm. And no matter every, every tool that we've had, everything that we learned from 2020, we tried to overwhelm the system as corrupt as it is. And it shows you that the commitment to cheating, their commitment is just so beyond the pale that this is this is what we've got left. You've got to stand up. You got to say no. You can't take this anymore. Yeah, they've spent an incredible amount of time creating the most sophisticated cheating system probably in the world. They honed their skills in foreign elections for years. That's what the CIA did with Scorecard and many other programs. And you look at what they've done here. So even when we try to fix pieces of it, they just figure a counterfix, or they just extend how long it's going to take to count, right. or they just move the ballots to a separate location that isn't supervised and decide that they're going to scan them. And who knows how many of them end up in the trash or shredders. We have no idea. At the last Maricopa election, you saw the bags of ballots that turned up in shredders. Accountability. The problem is there's nobody in D holding anyone accountable. There are no agencies. There are no enforcement arms. It doesn't matter. So what they've done is they've gotten into a situation where the you know ultimate power corrupts and they are fully corrupted. And I'm not going to just say it's on one side of the aisle. There are so many rhinos. Everybody talks about taking the House or if we got in the Senate. No, it's not good enough because the rhinos are going to continue to do what they're doing because even with FTX that you mentioned a little while ago, David, we've already linked some of the money from FTX to some of the rhinos. And that's foreign interference. I mean, over Gateway hundred million dollars. Yeah, Gateway Total. Pundit just came out today. Listen to this title: FTX donations to Democrats from foreign entities like Ukraine are in violation of Executive Order One Three Eight Four Eight, signed by President Trump and Biden. They both signed it. This is foreign interference in an election. The arrests and prosecutions should already be in full swing. But are they going to be in full swing? No. And 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 Lance, that's that's exactly yeah. why we as people have to stand up and we have to shut it down. Just shut it down. Sh and, and guys, look, is it going to be inconvenient? Is it? Absolutely, it's going to be ridiculously inconvenient. 
I'm willing to go there in a tent. And by the way, when you're out there in the tent, couple things, couple of uh, ROEs, rules of engagement. Ready? Number one, what they do to the guy in front of you, they do to you. You see someone doing harm, you see Antifa show up, and they want to do harm to someone in front of you, right? You protect them. You make sure that when you're out there and you shut it down and you have 5,000 cars on the street and you're all out there having a barbecue, you're well-armed. But nobody sees you're well-armed. Nobody sees you're well-armed until you're actually protecting someone else. Nobody sees it. And when you see something, you say something. And when they do something to one of us, you make sure they pay for it. And that's not violent. We're peaceful, and we're going to remain peaceful. We're going to remain peaceful. We have to self-police. And self-policing means the guy that goes to violence, you zip tie him and you drop him off at the nearest FBI headquarters because his car is probably parked in the employee parking underneath. That's how you handle it. That we don't have any, there's no January 6th. There is no insurrection. This is a redress of grievances. And we as people have to get to the point where we're willing to use that power of the word no. And it's simple what we're asking for. It's very simple. Free and fair elections, no machines, and full transparency. And by the way, I don't have to prove to you that you stole the election. You have to prove to me you didn't. And you can't. 250,000 more votes for a treasurer than the, than, the, than the governor. Are you kidding me? Come on. Yep. And the men, men out there, you got to step up. I mean, let's just break this down into concrete terms. Arizona, America, you had something stolen from you. You have every right to defend your property. And we're talking about your voice, the most important piece of property you own, or maybe you thought you owned. And, and this is what it takes. This is what a man does, shows up. I'm going to protect mine. I'm going to protect my voice. I'm going to protect the voice of my wife my children. We have to start thinking in these terms because a lot of you have this propaganda feed, depending on when you get off this podcast, you're going to go back to the mainstream media snake news and you're going to be confused. You're going to be rattled. You're going to, you're going to get your, your, your fear toxin. And we need you to, to rally with people and understand that right now there's no way, there's no one that's going to do that, solve this problem for you. You have to be the solution. You have to be. And, and remember this, guys, if you don't do something to solve this right this moment, right now, you're leaving it to your children and your grandchildren. Do you want to leave them a worse country than you got left with? Is that your intent to not do anything and hope that somebody else, that Dave's going to solve it, that Joe's going to solve it, that Apollo's going to solve it? No, we need more than just us. We can get in here and talk to you all day and pontificate all we want. That's not going to be the solution. This is a problem-solving solution, and shutting it down is a fantastic way to do it. I talked, uh, you know, months and months ago about how the easiest way to solve the things in D.C. would be to cut them off from the entire world. Don't watch them on TV. Don't respond to them. Don't answer them. Cut off their trash services. Mm -hmm. Cut off their electrical services. Cut off their cell phones. Cut off their dry cleaning. Don't do their yard work. Don't do anything for them. No Amazon deliveries. Leave them with nothing but a black hole in the 10-mile district of Columbia. But this is the same thing. If we can't do it in a way, what they did, and let me point this out. <clears throat> January 6th was a Fed surrection. Ray was just being, uh, uh, he was just in front of Congress today, and when he was asked directly if there were operatives that were dressed as 
you know, conservatives or MAGA or other ones in D.C., he, he didn't answer the question. He avoided the question, and he wouldn't answer it. So that tells you everything you know. They were there. They planned the event. Nancy Pelosi rejected the National Guard. But let me tell you why they did all this. There's a reason they did all this. Because they don't want you to peacefully protest. Mm -hmm. So what are they doing? They've intentionally tried to set up a dynamic where you're going to be afraid. Oh, I don't want to go to jail. I don't want my life ruined. That yep. was their intent with January 6th. Joe, am I not right? I mean, no, you're right. Yeah, it's the negative, positive, negative. Right? Don't yep. go out there. It's a false flag. It's just like January 6th. They want you to do this. That is the exact opposite. That's what controlled opposition. If there is anybody that is against this, they're controlled opposition. Amen. And folks, the First Amendment. <laughs> You, you, you have the right by exercising it. And you've been cold into a, a, a sleeping coma that you think you're wise for not exercising it, for not using your voice. Well, what good is it then if you're too afraid to use it? And folks, it's not one of those things that you only use when it's safe to do so. It's actually the opposite. It's the use opposite. It, yeah. You look at, look at the legacy of Martin Luther King. You look at the, the civil rights movement where people bring sprayed with fire hoses. Look, just look at history. When there was something of consequence that was worth fighting for, it was always dangerous to speak up. But what's happening right now is you've got brave patriots out there, and this is what the enemy does, is they isolate. And they try to destroy us one by one. And, and folks, if, if you don't rise up, if Arizona doesn't rise up by, by the millions, what solution do we have? And, and folks, this isn't that difficult. You know, Trump had 60,000 Arizonans that showed up in the middle of the desert. What can we do to restore your elections? Demand a new election. Stand up. Shut it down. And I'll say one thing, too. Like, men, I love what you said about that, David. If we're being honest, or if I'm being honest, I'll just speak for myself right now. Uh, we have seen the last two years... And I saw, including when we were going out, uh, wanting to stand up to Antifa, which we did, sent them home. There was, in my humble opinion, far too many women that showed up without their husbands, without the rest of their men. And if they want to show up, that's great. But we shouldn't need that. If we have men in this country who are willing to see people show up and let the, let the angry moms who have been... Uh, pissed off about their children being hurt, about their schools being shut down, about all of these things. If we're willing to do that, we should be ashamed of ourselves as men. We should, as men, come together and be able to do this and tell our wives, stay home, be safe, don't leave the house if things get weird, take care of our children, make sure that everything's good. There's going to be all those who come out. But if you go out, if, if women go out without their husbands, and if the men do not show up primarily and say, let us handle this, then that is a a shameful failure on the fact of the, on the part of the men of this country. Yeah. Shameful. What I love about this group is that we got no truck with cynicism. The hopelessness. You are of no use to the movement to be the cynic. No. Nope. None whatsoever. It's self-fulfilling prophecy. So you sow, you sow cynicism, what, what are you going to harvest? Nothing. But if you sow seeds of courage, you're going to harvest something that's worth that's worth it here. And what, is, what are we talking about? We're talking about saving our country. We're talking about the very foundations of our elections here. You know, I think, I think that's really the key, right? Isn't that yeah. the key? Isn't, yeah. the key? isn't the key the men to be men? 
Absolutely. Isn't, isn't the key to honor? I want to I want to read something if I can to you. I am a big proponent of Dr. Martin Luther King. And you can say, I don't like Martin Luther King. And I would tell you, well, nothing I can do for you. And if you can just put that up for me, uh, I'm going to I'm going to read a part of this. This was a this was written by Martin Luther King in 1963. And some of you would say, Joe, you you can't. He was a womanizer. Well, let me, let me tell you something. Out, BJ, before Jesus, I was not perfect. I didn't honor my wife. I didn't honor my family. Now, I took care of my family financially, but I didn't honor my wife. Does that make me a bad guy because I'm willing to admit to you that I was flawed? I was willing to admit to you that, that my life has not been perfect? I sold drugs at 16. I've done things in my life that I'm not proud of. I also understand the power of redemption. I understand the power of standing up and standing for what, not you believe in, but what for, for what is right. And my dad always taught me, what's right is rarely popular and what's popular is rarely right. And frankly, you, know, you have people saying that I'm willing to go to jail for my, for my country. I'm willing, I'm, I'm willing to go as far as it takes to protect you. Amen. And I just want you to protect me. I want shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, we what? have to do it together. Yeah. Count the cost. And there's something great about this before you read this, Joe, yeah. is that if, if you thought about the worst thing that can happen and you can give that to the Lord, give it up, you're, you'll begin to, to, to live free. And I'll tell you right now, as much tyranny and oppression that we've experienced over the past two years, I've never felt more alive by basically saying no, 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 no. Amen. You know, I, w I want to read this, and I want you guys to understand how how powerful it is for me. It uh, and and actually, it's the if you're going to go down just a little bit, it's uh, or or up. I'm sorry, if you go up just a little bit. Yeah, there we go. That that's the part. Uh, let let me read let me read this part to you of this, and and I and I'll, and I'll post it for you so you can understand how prophetic these words are. There was a time when the church was very powerful and a time when the early Christians rejoiced at being deemed worthy to suffer for what they believed. In those days, the church was not merely a thermometer for recording the ideas and principles of popular opinion. It was a thermostat that transformed the mores of society. Wherever the early Christians entered a town, the people in power became disturbed and immediately sought to convict the Christians for being, quote, the disturbers of the peace, unquote, and outside agitators. But the Christians pressed on, and in their conviction they were a colony of heaven, called to obey God rather than man. Small in number, they were big in commitment. They were too God-intoxicated to be astronomically intimidated. By their efforts and example, they brought an end to such ancient evils as infanticide. Infanticide. Sorry. I have, have I always had a problem with that word? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Caligula. Caligula, yeah. <laughs> and gladiatorial contest. Things are different now. So often the contemporary church is a weak, ineffectual voice with an uncertain sound. So often it is the arch defender of the status quo. Far from being disturbed by the presence of the church, the power structure of the average community is consoled by the church's silent and often even vocal sanction as things as they are. But the judgment of God is upon the church as never before. 
If today's church does not recapture the sacrificial spirit of the early church, it will lose its authenticity, forfeit the loyalty of millions, and be dismissed as an irrelevant social club with no meaning for the 20th century. Every day I meet young people whose disappointment with the church has turned to outright disgust. Mm. How powerful is that today? Incredible. And we're there. I mean, the, the warning message received, the church has is, is, is failed us. The denominational structure, the people that have bought into the 501c3 structure. What you're seeing is, is the, the emergence of this thing called the ecclesia. I didn't even know what that word was two years ago. But you're, what you're finding are, are brothers in Christ across the country, across denominations, finding one another. And, and they're, they're, they're having to rise up, just like we're trying to rise up in the political sphere, because of the failure of true leadership for pastors to speak into the world in which we live. I've been to so many church services, fantastic sermons being preached, but they don't preach about the world in which we live. They don't talk about stolen elections. They don't talk about the consequences of letting it go. Shame on them. I know it's kind of silent because we we've got to you know you know uh, I was watching <laughs> an interview uh, with what's his name uh, the uh, car of the Raiders and he starts crying at the press conference over playing so hard but losing the game. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it for a minute, and I was like, how out of touch are we? Even he, how out of touch is he? When the perspective of a game can drive a man to tears, but not what they do to our children. You know, if only people were driven like that when it came to the country, you know, let's face it, you look at it, it's supposed to be God, country, family, right? But it seems like everybody's lost so much focus. They're so they're so focused on, oh, I need to get a new car, and I need this yeah. bigger house, and I need more stuff, and I need to buy a bunch of stuff on Amazon today or somewhere else, and it's important because more stuff makes me happy. And at the end of the day, everything around them, and they're acting like it's not, is crumbling. You know, I, I can't even imagine what, you know, you wish you could really have some of the discussions with our founders and framers of what they really intended this country to be of God-fearing men. That's what they wanted. They, they really, it was a grand experiment, and the way that they, you know, laid it out for us, it was the, uh, the ultimate opportunity. Mm-hmm. But instead, as usual, greed and corruption has just filled D.C. You know, when, when Trump called it a swamp and, and talked about draining it, it's really been the top priority in my head. All I've thought about from that day when he started to use the terminology, the swamp, is that those people are so misguided. They're so preoccupied, and to the point that they've written laws around our laws so they can commit crimes and not have the same enforcements. I mean, mm-hmm. Joe, Dave, if you guys insider trade, you're going to jail. I mean, we, yeah. we, we already know what's gonna happen, but they're allowed to do it with, with impunity. It's well, incredible the, the way they've done the system. And I just think super PACs, lobbyists, you've got you know black money, foreign interference in the elections, you've got sovereign immunity that they wrote for themselves. They've created this system that's literally like the good old boys club of stealing, greed, avarice, mm-hmm. call it whatever you want. 
They just are so far from what we need for leadership in this country. And I think what the toughest part for me is that Americans get so misguided by this two-party system. And they think this team system of, you know, and I want to call it Patriots and Steelers is what I call the teams. I don't call it Democrats yeah. and Republicans. They're so misguided that they get preoccupied with what the mainstream media is spoon-feeding them. I feel like it's a little choo-choo. Here comes the Gerber's smash bananas. Open up. We're going to give you some more of it. And they're, and they're just sucked in by it without realizing that what they really should be focused on is the best possible leadership from any part of the country that are the best people to do the job so that they represent what we want and we lead by example. You know right now, and you guys probably know this, everyone around the world is watching what our reactions are. You know, I've traveled quite a bit. I've been to, I've been to 71 different countries over the years. And I've got to tell you that early on, years ago, I was always so proud to be an American. I was always so proud because people all around the world thought it was incredible. And over time, that tone has changed because of the way our, our government treats these foreign entities and the way they take advantage of, whether it's you know World Economic Forums, forums or using the economic jackals or the manipulation by the CIA in elections. They know the true nature of it. But the incredible part is, there's one thing that I was always asked over and over again. They would ask me about 1A and 2A. Is it really true that all Americans have guns and you guys are allowed to say whatever you want about the government and there's the enforcement? And I always proudly responded with, yeah, it's incredible. We have an opportunity. Well, does everybody really own guns? And I joke around and say, well, my mom has a gun. The yeah. point is they're waiting for us to take to the streets and take our country back. And right now they're in fear. We're like the last bastion of security and safety. Mm -hmm. Why, you know, let's face it, why do we have so much illegal immigration or people trying to get into this country? Is it because they're leaving an amazing country and they just want to come to another country? No, it's because the place they're in is terrible. It has problems with their own governments. It has problems with poverty. So they're coming here for a better life. Now, I want them to come here legally. This, this open border policy has just got me absolutely pissed off and they're violating the Constitution. But at the end mm -hmm. of the day, they're coming here because we're supposed to be the beacon for the entire world. Am I not right, Joe? I mean, is this not Absolutely. what we're supposed to be, Dave? Absolutely. Well, the, you know, there's a, what we have to do is focus. And so we're not gonna go away on this issue. When we talk about working the problem, we're gonna work this relentless. When it comes to what's, what needs to happen in Arizona, for them to shut it down until they get a fair election, we have to be relentless. We're not gonna go off script. And Joe, I, you know, what you brought up with Carr in that press conference, I had Aaron and I had the same conversation about the comedy that it is. We here we are talking about where are all the men? Well, they're your models. This is what the propaganda feeds giving you a bunch of athletes or former athletes like, you know, or you've got Stephen Smith talking tough about nothing. You've got all of these pundits talking tough on TV about a game and they're talking about nothing of real consequence. And so we've got all of these, you know, armchair patriots that will watch the game to get their feed but they won't show up. They'll give three hours to mindlessness, but they mm. won't give three hours to their community. They won't give three hours to show up in Maricopa County. So we have to cut that feed, folks. We have to have the focus. Um, a lot of distractions going on right now. Intentional. Yeah. Well, you know, again, it's like, the way I see it, a lot of this really boils down to an attack on men, and it's really been at every level. And I know I, I say that, a lot sometimes, but uh, I really do think that's been the point of of a lot of this over the last several decades. It happens on a, I mean, literally on a chemical level. 
uh, everything in the media, every uh, sitcom, every, it's always the stupid husband and the smart, hot wife. Uh, legally, men are attacked. This whole narrative that masculinity is toxic, that they, they shove down our throats, that you're supposed to just you know get along, be polite. If we boil this down, and I'll generalize a little bit now because I have to, I realize, you know, obviously it's not completely black and white, but uh, men, strong men, these are the people who are not agreeable individuals. They may very well offend you even if they don't say, even if they don't mean to because they will tell you straight to your face, no, I'm sorry, you're wrong. You're full of it. That doesn't make sense. They will go right and attack the problem in front of you. They will not accept mm -hmm. any BS. And they will call out people who are doing uh, this type of deceit and, and stealing from them. And, you know, when it, you boil down to a household level, uh, is, does anyone buy the argument that you should send your wife, you know, with the rifle when someone breaks into the house? No. The, the men are the ones who do that. And it's not because we're the evil men. It's because we are the ones who will protect what is precious. We, we protect our women and we, we, you know, value and want to protect our daughters and our, our wives, you know, gir our girlfriends, we're expected as men to protect them in a dark alley if something happens. And it's not because, you know, we, we just like violence. It's because we are here to protect that which is precious. And that goes for within our households. It goes for our communities. And now, as we're seeing, it applies to our nation as well. But they want to take all of that from us. They want us psychologically, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically to divest ourselves of all of those uh, traits, all of those characteristics, and all of those responsibilities that, uh, you know, that are the masculine identity, that are the masculine ideal, and that's that's evident in the Bible, and it's absolutely evident throughout history as well. Well, Paula, and you're also hitting on something that, you know, maybe we haven't connected these dots yet, but we look at the, the trans movement, right, mm -hmm. where we blur the lines of what it means to be a man down to hijacking our science books and, and, and raising our kids to believe that you're, there's, there's not, there's not a, such a thing as manhood. And, uh, you know, we are in need of, of strength, of righteous anger. And that's the, probably the one overriding emotion that men provide, that when there's a healthy directive to change and transform society, righteous anger can, can really change the fortunes of a nation. And that's what we're looking for is a righteous anger, not not just angry for being for, for the sake of being angry, but do we have a purpose? And I think we've got a purpose that we can all unite around, which is we have to get our voices back. One, you know, strength is really the is really the key there because they'll say you know that strong like they want to make it out like strong men are the problem, and like strong men are dangerous men, so we shouldn't be dangerous because that's what they want to sell us is safety, and that I absolutely would argue that point the weak men emotionally weak men physically they are the dangerous ones the ones who are not uh they do not know what they are capable of and they do not have any uh confidence in themselves and this is again at an individual and at a societal level the ones who don't feel like they can go in and take care of business as men with strength they're the ones who don't know how to use it and they're the ones who will go and and uh and take advantage of things strength is knowing essentially the, that you are a monster, that you have the same things that have been used against us by the radical left, by the mainstream media, by these thugs who go out uh, and attack our women, who have 
uh, attacked police who were breaking everything in sight in the cities, tearing everything down. We have those options available to us, but we do not use them. And without that choice, you cannot be a moral person. You cannot be a good person. You cannot be a good man. You just nailed it, because think about this. When was the last time, other than Trump, that you've heard people in Washington, D.C., that are the current leadership, that talk, talk about morals, ethics, integrity, honesty? That's it for part one of this episode of Conservative Daily Podcast. Part two is coming up next, and you don't want to miss it. Thanks for listening. God bless America.